I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. Alright, welcome back to Trust God Bro. Episode 10. Today we got a full room. We got we got two new firsts in the podcast. So the first is we got the first time using this new mic, so you know if the audio goes to crap, um, sorry. And the next is this is the most people we've ever had on a podcast at once. So we got Noah Wilson, Jacob Carl, and Zach Marsupolos. Markopolis. Dude, why do I mess that up? Long um, in Greek. Yeah. <laughs> but so today we're talking about what it means to trust God with our relationship with non-Christians. And I think I'm, I'm really excited to talk about it because, I mean, like Jacob with you and like football, like I don't know everything about football. It's just like how everything on the team dynamic. But what I do know is like whenever I travel, like I go, like I went to the Colorado State game on the flight. It's just like, it's, it's hard to be like a Christian and like be on the football team. Like that's just my view of it. So I might be wrong. And just like, I mean, Zach, you became a Christian, um, and it's cool. I'm, I'm excited. Like, you'll share a little bit of your testimony here at college, and so I think that's kind of cool. And Noah, I mean, you, you have really great insight, so I'm looking forward to that, too. Appreciate so anyways, um, yeah, you guys want to, like, kind of introduce yourselves and give us a little bit of taste of, like, who you are and what you're about. Just kind of share whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm Zach. I'm f- uh, from the northwest suburbs of Chicago. I'm a senior at Illinois State University. Just transferred here last year. So I spent two years at a community college, my major special education, and I'm a part of the campus ministry. And I help lead a service team I did last semester. This semester I took a little break, uh, but I'm looking forward to getting back at that next semester. And, you know, I'm just always, you know, very grateful to be able to dive into God's Word and, you know, have a great community around me, like the boys that are on this podcast with me. So I'm very blessed to have the opportunity to be on here with you guys. Yeah, I'm Jacob Carl. Um, if I could have a title, it'd probably be Friend of Zach Markop. So it'd be a honorary title for me. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, no, I'm a junior here at ISU. Uh, I'm from Galesburg, Illinois. Um, math education major. Uh, I play football here, um, and I'm involved with. I've been involved with a few campus ministries throughout my time at ISU. Um, but I would say I'm involved right now with campus outreach at ISU. So. Yep. No. Yeah, my name is Noah. Um, I'm a junior here at ISU. Um, studying history and sociology. Um, I want to go into ministry. Um, I've, I've been a uh, lifelong Christian. My dad's a, a preacher at a church in Springfield, where I'm from. Um, yeah, I've been sports guy. I've been I'm a leader at Encounter, small groups, led service teams. Um, big church guy. Tons of yeah, church stuff. Big yeah. church guy. Big church guy. <laughs> That's why I'm excited about this because it's like. <laughs> It's because there's the different experience of like, there's, we'll talk about it, but there's like different ways you can fall of like being like with like Christians too much or being like all your time with non-Christians. Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk about like more about that. Um, but basically the structure is we're going to talk about, and this is really basic, but what makes a Christian a Christian and a non-Christian a non-Christian? So we're going to talk, define that. And then we're going to go into a little bit of you guys can share your story about what that relationship's been like for you personally with non-Christians and a little bit of your testimony, just briefly. And then we're going to go into some application and some verses and like, how do we live this out as Christians and how can we trust God? And so, and each time I want to make it very clear, like, what does this mean to trust God? So today, hopefully by the end of this episode, 
you can have an idea of what it would be in your own life uh, to trust God with your relationship with non-Christians. So to begin, I I wanted to talk about how someone becomes a Christian. And this is like super basic. The gospel says like that we have all fallen short of God's glory. We are stained with sin. And like while we were still in our sin, Christ died for us. And so this is the heart of um, to be a Christian is to be a Christ follower because we turn away from everything that even our good works and we repent and trust in Christ and so this is the essence of what makes a Christian a Christian is to know Christ and to trust him in faith when that happens it's like we're taken out of um, darkness into light we're adopted in his family and so um, I want to share this in Ephesians 2 and this is pretty much um, the essence of what I'm saying And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work, and the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and we were by nature the children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love which he has loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Just being a Christian, your heart of stone is taken, that like hates God, hates everything about him, and you love him, and especially his son, Jesus. So this is what it means to be a Christian um, in short. So it's like, what does that, what does that mean for us? And like, I guess like in that case, it's like a a Christ follower loves like hearing like whatever Jesus says. So like, for example, like if Jesus was like the Lord of this house I'm living in right now, it's like 728 Dale Street. Like whatever he says goes, if he's like the Lord of my house, like my life would be my house. So if he says, like, hey, that carpet, it's, like, got to go. You got to get a new carpet. It's like, hey, man, carpet's gone. You know, hey, that wall, down. You know, that roof, don't like it. Change it. And so, you know, like, when he's the Lord, it's like, he, whatever he says goes. And this, so that's part of being a Christian. And a non-Christian is just kind of like, hey, it's my house. I do it with whatever I want to do with it. You know, if I want that, you know, big old hole in the floor, I love it. You know, whatever. And so that's, like, the, the big difference is, like, a, a Christ follower trust him for salvation and for his lordship and then you know non-christ while it doesn't so this is super rudimentary but i thought we'd talk about it. so now i just want to open up the floor for you guys like how has that been for you what's your testimony i'm just gonna open it up and you kind of talk from there so yeah it's just super cool to see in my life that um i've been a christian ever since i was i can remember um not necessarily by choice but i mean my dad was a preacher um, my mom was a worship pastor for a while. And so, um, I lived at church basically throughout the week and on Sundays I was there. Um, and it was just super cool. My dad as a pastor never, never really made me feel like, Hey, you've got to be here. You don't really have a choice. This is what's best. I mean, obviously that's what he believed, but like he, he did a really great job of being like, listen, this is an option for you. But at the same time, you're going to have to make this faith your own and you're going to have to walk with Jesus on your own. Because without that, nothing's, I mean, you're not even, you're not really a Christian. You're just going to your dad's work every week. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, from a really young age, I embraced that. And 
I mean, like I said, Zach, Zach makes fun of me all the time because I'm just like, I'm a big church guy. And so junior high, high school, I was leading things. I was helping helping uh, during church services and leading small groups and stuff like that. And and it was never really forced by my parents or anything. It was, it was very much a choice of um, I'm going to make this faith my own and I'm going to walk with Jesus through that. Um, and while I'm going to stumble and while, while things are going to happen, while sin's going to happen, I'm going to continually... Um, accept God's grace and, and thank Him for that and continue letting that propel me into, yeah, into doing good things. Mm-hmm. And so that's... So. Yeah, that's sweet. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah, um, my story is pretty similar to Noah's, I guess, um, even though my parents weren't clergy or, like, yeah. worked for the church. They were very involved um, growing up. I feel like I was in the church at least two days a week, you mm-hmm. know, um, just as much as they could give me there. Um, so just super grateful to have grown up in like a Christian household where not only did they take me to church, but my parents would read the Bible with us at home. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just like taking yeah. us to church and letting the church do the work, you know, so I'm um, super grateful for that. Um, however, I can't just say that like, I would be lying 100% of my <laughs> testimony if I said that I was just a Christian from day one. Like, yep. When I was growing up in church, like, I went, like, I went along with it. Church was fun sometimes, like, it was cool, but, like, I wasn't so sure it was for me, you know? Like, I have two older brothers, an older sister, a couple younger brothers, but, like, for me, it was like, yeah, this is cool, like, my parents like this, my older siblings like this, but, like, not really sure if it's for me, you know? Um, So, I kind of went like that all the way through junior high, Um, got into high school, um... And there was, like, some retreats that we had in town that were really just, like, all about isolating you from the outside world. You didn't know what time it was. You didn't know anything that was going on outside of the building that you were in. Yeah. So um, those retreats were super, super good for me um, just to kind of make me really think about, like, what do I believe? You know, because this stuff is pretty important. You know, you can't just ignore it your whole life. And so um, those are really good for me. Um, and I think that, like, I don't know, I was really involved with those. I was really involved with FCA. I was really involved with my church, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, so like into high school, I was like super confident in my faith, right? Like going off to ISU, which I broke the train. My, all, the rest of my family <laughs> went to Olivet, like it was a big deal. Um, and so seriously, like there was some, some yeah. local church, uh, members that were pretty concerned. They were like, man, like going off to a big school, like mm. the temptations of college. Sure. And I like, being an arrogant 17 year old was like, dude, what? like, come on. Like I'm a confident Christian, you yeah. know, like nothing's going to shake me, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I was 17 years old. So sure. I got to, I got to school and I thought like I was doing well because when I got here, I got involved with athletes in action. I got involved with like crew a little bit. And so I thought like that was really good, um, for me, but the reality was that the temptations, uh, were kind of more and freshman, mm-hmm. sophomore year, I struggled a lot, and I think that it's tough for me to look back on that now because I realized that at one time I was leading a Bible study, right, on Mm -hmm. a Tuesday night, and on a weekend I was going out and partying with my teammates, right? Mm So I I just know that my witnessing wasn't the most effective, Mm -hmm. but I'm so grateful that I look back and see the other ways that the Lord was still able to work through me, even in times where I was in unrepentant sin, right? Mm -hmm. And so... That's really cool for me to think about in my mm-hmm. testimony, um, but I'm just so grateful for 
where I'm at today, um, hmm. that I've been able to repent of that, that the Lord's granted me repentance mm-hmm. and those things. Um, Dude. Yeah. Sweet. That's yeah, awesome. so that's that's really cool. Um, so my story is I didn't grow up in the church at all. As a matter of fact, I was actually baptized Greek Orthodox when I was six months old. Mm. You know, when I was six months old, I, I really had a huge say in that. Obviously, I decided to get just getting I, I was six months old, as I just mentioned. Um, sorry, you might have to delete that. So, <laughs> so um, you know, I, I grew up going to, uh, you know, Greek school. Uh, this is when I was in preschool, kindergarten, but I, my parents actually ended up getting divorced when I was in middle school. I didn't grow up in the church at all, so I only went to Greek school from preschool and kindergarten, but yeah, I just had, I didn't have any, I didn't have a Christian community around me when I grew up. I didn't, none of my family went to church, um, none of my friends, you know, I'm from the Chicago suburbs, and there are so many more people that live over there than here in Bloomington Normal, but I know so many more people that are Christian and go to church down here, and that's because of the community that I'm a part of now. I Coming to ISC last year, transferring here, I would have never thought that I would have even be here right now speaking in this microphone or just be a part of a campus ministry. So I found Jesus um, originally because I got invited to a cookout with some free hot dogs and hamburgers, and if you know me, I love my hot dogs with ketchup. <laughs> Sorry, Chicagoans. And I went, I went to this campus ministry. I got some free food. I didn't know that it was Encounter, which is the, the campus ministry Noah was talking about a little earlier. Yeah. You know, I went there, got my free food, met a great group of people. We were playing some games like Mafia, some card games, some fun stuff like that. And quite honestly, when I first got there, within 20 minutes, I, I knew that this was a different group of people. I've never felt so welcomed into a new community so quickly. Everybody was just so loving and so welcoming and so engaging. It was truly a blessing to be a part of something like that. And for the first couple of hours of that night, I had no idea that it was a campus ministry that I was a part of. But <laughs> one of the greatest nights of my life, let me tell you that, because you know that's how I found Jesus. I, know, I, I found this community of people because I didn't have this back at home and I knew everybody was different and I, I wanted to hop on that bandwagon. I wanted to hop on that train before deciding, you know, to come to church or anything like that. I just wanted to know why were these people such great people? What made them the way they were? And I can say now, you know, the, the reason is Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. these, the way these people loved others, they loved one another, you know, it was incredible to see and I'm just so grateful to be a part of that. And right now I got, I got baptized a few months back uh, and you know, I've, I'm just very blessed to be where I am today, and it wouldn't be without the community I found at ISU. Hmm. Yeah. It's just sweet to hear that, hear people coming to Christ. And The reason why I asked them to share their testimonies was because it's like, we all come like to our relationship with non-Christians with different backgrounds. So, like, for me, it's like I'm kind of similar, like, I mean, Jacob and Noah, of, like, a lot of my friends were Christians just growing up. Or, like, you know, it's like people around me, a lot of them were Christians. I didn't have a lot of non-Christian friends. And so, like, when I came to college, I started to see people, like, coming to Christ just around me. And it's like, I saw people sharing their faith all the time. I was like, dude, like, I want a part of that. Like, how do I do that? And, like, I really, like, you know, I would meet people from class or whatever. And I just, nothing was really going. And one time, a guy sat me down and was like, hey, man, it's like, do you know what you need to do in order to, like, you know, have fruit? And I was like, well, I could pray more. I could uh, do this or whatever. He's like, hey, I mean, it's like, those things are great. But what you really need to do 
is just be around, just be around, like be around non-Christians. And I, I started to take that to heart. And I think um, there's been parts of it where you can actually even go overboard of spending all your time with non-Christians and like go the other way um, of like not spending any time with community. And so that's why I want to talk about of kind of like two as like these, the shoes that you've stepped in of like how you've learned to, um, yeah, share your faith with people around campus and like be a light. Cause like as a Christian, it's like, that's one of the things that we are, it's like to non-Christians, it's like to be a light. Um, and also like, um, and so that happens in two ways. It's in word and it's also in like your character and having like a strong character. And so I'm just going to like bring it back to that way too of like, uh, how are you guys seeing like your relationship change with non-Christians? Like Zach, I mean, going to like back to some of your friends, like, Hey man, it's like, I'm different now. And like trying to like express that of like, how has that worked out? And even like, you know, a relationship with Christians and stuff. And so, yeah, just let your thoughts go over. I'm not looking for anything in particular, but. Yeah, so last week, actually, with Dayton here, I made, we made a couple of goals for ourselves, um, you know, mentally, spiritually, uh, habitually, all that good stuff. And one of my goals that I created was, you know, to, to be able to go back home to my house with my family and friends that are non-Christians and be able to share the gospel with them and be able to radiate Jesus to them, act as a mirror and, you know, shine Jesus' light onto them, um, you know, without forcing it down their throats or anything like that because, you know, when I first came a part of Encounter, it's not like when I first got there, they were shoving Jesus down my throats and saying, Jesus this, Jesus this. No, they were acting with love and they were being, you know, great models and they were, you know, being fruitful at the end of the day. And, you know, I want to reciprocate this with my community I have back at home and be able to have my friends and family tell me I've changed and tell me that I'm different. Why is that? And I want to be able to explain to them, you know, just more about the gospel and more about Jesus and let you know just share Jesus's incredibleness mm. so. yeah. yeah it's a sweet goal yeah. yeah I think for me um I mean looking back at high school my, my college experience I was I'm big into sports I was big in sports in high school which I mean leads to good some good things like FCA but also there's a lot of a lot of sports guys out there that have nothing to do or no relationship with Christ and so a lot of my friends in high school, I mean, I had, I had friends at my church, but I also had my friends that wouldn't, wouldn't come miles within my church. And so, um, it offered a little bit of awkwardness, a little bit of tension because I mean, obviously that was something that was huge in my life. And so they kind of had to wrestle with like why I wouldn't do some of the things with them that they wanted to do, um, you know, and et cetera. Um, and it's the same. It's the same here at college. Like mm-hmm. I've got my friends that are at campus ministries and stuff, and and you know they're super great. But I've also got people that I mean Zach and I play sports with with play basketball or other sports like with guys all the time, and they, I mean they have no relationship. And so <laughs> when we're playing sports games, I'm getting we're, my team's getting getting beat real bad. It's like why aren't those guys super mad and yelling? Yeah. And it's like well, I mean we we just we do things a little bit different. People think it's weird, and so. Um, One of my favorite quotes by Teddy Roosevelt is people need to know how much you care before they care about how much you know. Um, And so if you kind of apply that to being a Christian, it's like, well, what's the, what's the first step of, of kind of hanging out with your non-Christian friends? It's like, well, show them you care, show them that you're invested, show them that, you know, you guys are equal and, and 
you're you're there to to know them and to have a good time and to be their friend and then when when that relationship is established and there's a a, a strong foundation with that then then they're going to start to know why they're going to start to wonder why like what you're doing why you're doing these things what you're a part of and that's where really really good fruit can grow from yeah sweet yeah. yeah, I'm just glad when you shared about sports, you acknowledged the fact that you're not used to winning, you know, <laughs> right. being from Rochester. Right, yeah, yeah. Same really? as yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cubs on them. Oh, yeah, Rochester. We only, we only beat Jacob every year, right. not every day. So. <laughs> right. This isn't football. We were talking about basketball. Oh. oh. Yeah, because in football, we won state every year. We won't talk about football. Basketball. But. <laughs> yeah. We're not nearly as good at basketball, but, yeah. 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 <laughs> um... I think for me, one of the biggest things when you talk about, um, like, having non-Christian friends mm-hmm. and just being around non-Christians on a regular basis, well, like, one thing that was really encouraging for me, I think it was just earlier this semester, um, somebody was talking about being friends with non-Christians and mm-hmm. just how, like, when you look at Jesus' life, right, mm-hmm. we hear, like, we hear stories of Jesus eating with sinners and tax yeah. collectors, right, but, like, we see those as anomalies. We see those as, like, mm-hmm. wow, like, this one time Jesus went and yeah. ate with sinners, right, but, like... The reality is that they were identifying Jesus with these groups. Like, Jesus was doing this on a regular basis, right? And so that's kind of the model for us. But the thing that goes along with that, that that I have to hold on to at least, is that we can't lose our identity while we do that, right? And I think that that was the case for me. Um, coming into college, it was just like so much insecurity about who I am, right? Like, and who I am in light of the gospel. And that can just lead us to getting lost so easily, mm-hmm. you know, to be thrown every which way by um, the the opinions and the the thoughts of other people. So mm-hmm. I think that once we're secure in our identity, that enables us to have better relationships with non-Christians, right? Like we yeah. can go hang out with non-Christians and not be tempted to do the things that they're doing. Exactly. Um, because I think that I've seen that play out in my life on both sides now, right? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen it to where it's I'm very easily influenced and to where it's like, the, the temptation isn't that strong, you know, and it's all yeah. about our identity in Christ, mm-hmm. you know, so. That's like, like, I'm so glad you hit that. That's like one of the main points I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like when you know who I am, like when I know who I am and what my mission is, it's like I can go into hard places or whatever, but it's like you, you have to like maintain that. And so that's what you're talking about. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just like really hard. And I, I felt it too. Like if you spent enough time, like trying to like share your faith, like, you realize it's like, I mean, there's parts of it. It's like, that can be like difficult but like i think the one thing that i take away from it is like jesus was spending so much time with non-christians that people were said like dude this guy is like he's a friend of sinners and so that's the verse i want to talk about it's like matthew eleven nineteen. it's like a friend of tax collectors and sinners that's what they're calling jesus and in this book gentle and lowly it says like it asks us like what does it mean that christ is a friend of sinners so at the very least, it means that he enjoys spending time with them. It also means that they feel welcome and comfortable around him. And so it's like Jesus was just like a really great friend. And it's like you think about it, it's like what does it mean to be like a really good friend to people? And it just like gets you thinking, it's like you you enjoy being around them. It's like it's not you don't have like some type of agenda. It's like I want to be your friend. Yep. You know? It's like I'm not coming in this with like, all right, here's like plan A. It's like obviously you do want them to come to Christ because <clears throat> at the end of the day that's the best thing a friend would want. But it's like you're gonna address their needs. You're not gonna skim over that. Like you want to listen to them. And so like I'm that's a really um, great verse, and I'm glad you brought it up. I think that's big. What you just said on is mm-hmm. like, 
if our agenda in being someone's friend is to share the gospel, right, and to make them be a Christ follower, what happens when they don't accept the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what happens when we present the gospel to them and they reject it, right? Are we just going to stop being their friend? You know, like, what kind of friendship is that? Yeah. So I think that that's really important just to to go into it to want to be their friend, right? Like, not with any type of, let's give them the gospel and see how they respond <laughs> agenda, yeah. you know? Yeah. And with that, like, you, you don't really know with people either. Mm-hmm. You can't, I mean, you a lot of times you're not going to be able to see the full um, transformation of, of a non-Christ follower to a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a guy explain it to me once using, like, a math metaphor, so Jacob's going to love this. But, he, but he, he's talking about, like, graphing, a, like, somebody's life on a graph. And he's saying, you know, if they start at one, I mean, they're their walk in faith, they might not even be a Christian until plot number 25. Mm-hmm. He's like, and you might only be in their life from point like four to point 12. Like mm-hmm. you don't know. But looking at that, if you zoom out and you see that full plot towards the end of their life, it's like you were a very important, significant figure in their life. And you, I mean, you were just a great friend to them. I mean, as a Christian now, they can look back at you and be like, wow, that was a really great godly friend in my life. Mm-hmm. And I just had no idea. I was yeah. so far away from Christ. I didn't even realize yeah. like, Oh wow, he was just hanging out with me. Um, or you hear Christians talk about like being discipled by people, and usually early in, in Christian lives, you're like, I just thought I had a really great friend who was hanging out with me all the time and was forcing me to go do fun things with them. And it's like, no, no, they're they're just being really great friends, and you can see the fruit that's led from that. Um, but yeah, you don't you don't necessarily know what what people's lives and how much how much of effect you can have on them. But yeah. you you can control about how great of a friend you are and what you show them through your actions, and so yeah. that's what you can that's what you can focus on. Yeah. Do you have anything with that? Yeah. Am I okay to share one of the Bible verses? Yeah, uh, bro, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> this is on my mind, and I know no. you talked about it. <laughs> no. <to> share <laughs> so one that I actually found was uh, Colossians four verses five through six, and it's to walk in wisdom towards outsiders. Uh, making the the best use of the time you have with them. So let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So this comes in a role as, you know, one thing that pops to my mind is non-Christianly is think before you speak. Essentially what that means is, I mean, we're, as Christians, we need to, just going to church and saying that you're Christian isn't good enough. We need to be able to, you know, be fruitful and we need to be able to um, reciprocate, you know, to other people, you know, that are by through good acting and through, you know, just the way we live our life. So I think it's really important to be able to come to our non-Christian friends. And like you guys mentioned earlier, you know, just to, just to continue to love other people, continue to just be a good influence. You know, mm-hmm. if your friends are going to be, go, you know, you're, they're going to go party or they're going to be you know stuff like that um for for me you know what i like to do is first of all i don't like to uh, get involved with any of that but i will always offer to be the designated driver Mm -hmm. for my friends i always want to make sure my friends get home safely from wherever they go if you know they decide to do that in a night because you know i i really i you can't hold non-Christians accountable to the same standards as you hold other Christians to. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think key. that my stance is, you know, just to be able to be there for support and be able to <clears throat> help um, drive them in the right direction. Just make sure that your friends are safe and just continue to 
act godly ar- around your friends. So. Hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's good too. Of just like being there. I think the question I wanted to ask was like, how can you be a good friend to non-Christians? It's like, I, for my own life, there was a guy I met, um, and I met him last year, and I he started working with me. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so I record the football practices. So you know, sometimes I'm like scheming, watching Jacob. No, I'm I'm not. <laughs> I never like really do that. But like I, I record the practice. So. Anyway, so I spent time with this guy, and I'd spend, you know, like, two hours, three hours, like, I don't know, a couple of times a week for a whole semester, and then, like, we would hang out. Like, we'd get Tony's tacos and do whatever. You know, we'd hang out all the time, and, like, you know, Halloween, like, I took him to, like, he's like, bro, let's, uh, like, he wanted to go to, like, a party. It's like, all right, you know, I'll go with you. We got kicked out of every party we went to, but, because, <laughs> like, you know, a bunch of freshman guys, like, they're not all getting in. <laughs> There's no girls. But, like... Yeah, so I think it's just, like, I just, he was, like, great for my life, just showing me, as like, dude, I just want to, like, really, like, help you, you know, I'm just, like, whatever you're going through, and, like, as, like, I get to know him, I'm just sharing, it's, like, this is, like, who I am, you know, and this is, like, if for you, to like, to really know me, like, this is part of me, you know, but, yeah, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts to add to that, but, or personal experiences, or. Yeah, I mean, we see that very vividly in Jesus' life. Mm-hmm. I mean, his entire his entire ministry was grabbing people and said, hey, follow me, watch how I do life, watch what I'm doing, what I'm saying. You know, he never came up and he'd been like, hey, I'm pretty great, you're going to want to, <laughs> you're going to jump on this train, yeah. and it's going to be, it's going to be great for you. I mean, he, he said the exact opposite a lot of times, he's like, hey, this is going to be hard, you're going to lose everything, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to... You know, you're not going to really know what comfortable is for a while, but sure. you just trust me. Just trust me. Um, and they were able to learn so much, and they were able to, I mean, their lives were transformed because they, um, they just followed Jesus. He was able to show them his every day-to-day life. It wasn't, I mean, there was super cool moments that they got, but then there was also, like, those every day-to-day uh, interactions where they just got to see, mm. hey, there's just this really cool guy, really loving guy who, who's doing life well. And so... Um, yeah, I mean that's what we got to. I mean that's what we're supposed to model, and so yeah, there are guys that have come in my life that just want to hang out, just want to be friends. Mm-hmm. They're super, super humble and intentional, and um, just really care about me, and they 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 want to see me succeed. And I think if you're a Christian or a non-Christian, whoever you are, if you're human, you're gonna appreciate a humble guy who's super intentional, mm-hmm. who wants to see you grow. Um, and so yeah, and great things can lead from that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a really important Bible verse that stood out to me, you know, a couple of weeks ago as I was reading a book was Colossians 3.23. It's whatever you do, you will work heartily uh, as for the Lord and not for man. Mm-hmm. So this plays a huge role, you know, just in your life every day, especially when you're around non-Christians because, you know, you're devoting your life to Jesus. And you don't necessarily need to explain to all your friends right off the bat that you're doing this because of Jesus, but it all starts with your good examples and then you can get there. You don't, because as a Christian... From my experiences, 
before, like as I was a non-Christian, when random Christians would come up to me and start shoving Jesus down my throat and just saying, because of Jesus, I did it. I would just roll my eyes in the back of my head and be like, ah, oh, just another weird religious guy. Like that mm-hmm. was just, unfortunately, I mean, that's true. That's, yeah, that that's was just what, what my mindset was before becoming a Christian, you know, because I didn't grow up with that background or anything like that. So I think it's really important. I think this uh, Bible verse really stands out because what you should do is you should work heartily for the Lord and not for man. And, mm-hmm. you know, the behind the scenes work is, is the real MVP. So <laughs> that's my sports and, um, comparisons. I hope you guys yeah, yeah. like that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's super important. Um, and it shows up in like the real small things too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in first Peter and like Zach said in Colossians and a few other places, it talks about how important it is to, and everything you do, you know, you're doing, doing in Christ and how important your example is. And it also talks about how you should follow the rules and submit yourselves to higher authority. Um, and while you're supposed to do that in Christ, I mean, you're not blatantly doing things that are bad, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, if we've got laws in America, we should follow them. And it could be super small. Like if you're driving with a bunch of, with a bunch of guys, uh, there's a speed limit. I don't follow the speed limit that often. I'm awful at it. But at the same time, it's like, that's a, that's a rule. That's a law. Um, and one of the guys in your car could be like, hey, you're going 10 over. That's probably not great. Mm-hmm. And then there's just that little that little um, piece of info that got dropped there. But if you're following the speed limit and all the guys are like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, i just supposed to be doing the right thing here. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, if you're at work, I mean, you know, it's like, oh, I could take an extra five-minute break. Or, oh, I don't need to, you know, nobody else does this super, super pays attention to it. Like, oh, I don't need to sweep the floor. I don't need to do this. It looks fine. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you're you're right. You can get away with that. But at the same time, it's like, if you are mirroring Christ's work, you know, you should be doing everything 100%. So people are going to see that and notice that mm-hmm. um, and think it's weird. But it has a good weird. Yeah. Um, that makes me think of, like, my first couple years at ISU, I got a random roommate in one of my, in my apartments because I was at community college, so I wasn't in the dorms. Um there was a super cool guy that I got matched with randomly. It was like a, a week after school started. I didn't even think I was going to get a roommate. And this guy landed in the same apartment I was. His name was L. Super cool guy. Loved sports. So we were able to play video games and talk sports. But at the same time, he was as far as you could get from being a Christian. And so, I mean, once we got comfortable with each other, I mean, you know, we had to get to know each other. We lived in the same place. He, he, started, <laughs> he started calling me weird. He's like, no, you're weird. You're a weird guy. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like, I was taking it as a compliment, but at the same time, it got to the point where he was like, it, it was it was late one night, and he's like, Noah, you're weird. And, I, you know, it was just my natural reaction to be like, oh, thanks, El. Appreciate it. But he's like, no, 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 you're like a good weird. Like, I don't understand why you're so weird. And I, I was like, I was like, all right, El, break this down for me. What do you mean? Yeah. And he started talking about it. He's like, you're so, you know, he started listing off all these things, and he was like, why? You, you have to explain to me why you're like this. Mm-hmm. And so... That led to some great conversations. He ended up coming to Encounter a few times and to church with me a few times. And, um, yeah, I mean, he just he lives life differently now. I wish I could say that he's, like, a devout Christian now. Yeah. He's not. But at the yeah. same time, he's a lot closer than he sure. was. And so... Um, You're on that graph. You're a little yeah, section of that that's graph. That's right. Yeah. And he had some really great questions. And we got to sit down and talk about it and open up some great conversations. And it was just because I was a, a little weird. But mm-hmm. it was good weird. Big I'm church, okay with that. Big church guy. Big church guy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you got any thoughts, Jacob, with that? Okay. I think, so, like, what we've been talking about, and we're going to start landing this plane, um, mm-hmm. is that, the, like, the two things that are part of, like, our relationship to non-Christians is, like, 
you have to have high potency, like high character. You know, like like Noah stands, like his roommate thought he was weird, and it's like there are certain things. It's like man, it's like it will seem kind of weird, um, just the way that you love God and love Jesus, and it's like. But there's also the part of it, just like being around, like being a friend to like non-Christians. It's like that, like those two things together. It's like man, you got a, a winning combo, and it's hard to get both of them together. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, I we, um, yeah, I've just seen it in my own life, and so. But, like, the idea is, like, this is all in the context of friendship. So it's, like, as you, like, get to know people and spend time doing things that they like to do, that you like doing, enjoying their presence, you invite them to to follow your life as you're following Jesus. And so, yeah, I think just, like, bringing this into, like, an application standpoint of, like, what things are you involved in? What do you like doing? And it's, like, how can you spend that time, like, with non-Christians? Like, one of my roommates... He, um, he's like a part of a fraternity, Acacia, and like he just has so many spiritual conversations, and it's just because he's just around so many non Christians all the time. He just is able to have like all these conversations. So I think it's just like the trying to think about where can I put myself to be around um, non Christians while still being like keeping like high like mission and purpose by like being with God is like really good. And also don't. Don't make it super hard, super complicated. I mean, if you don't feel like you have to go out on the street and start yelling mm-hmm. at people to be your friend, if if that's not something that's comfortable for you, start like how I started with L. Like, start. I mean, roommates, yeah. um, people who live on the same floor as you, um, people at work. Like, don't don't make it super hard. That's 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 good. I think it's just like like you said, like where you're at right now. Just yeah. look around and for yeah. the people in your life. Do you guys have any? Do you have any more verses that you wanted to talk about? 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12. It says, Dear friends, I urge you, as foreigners and exiles, to abstain from sinful desires, which wage war, wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, that they see your good deeds and, and glorify God on the day that he visits us. Hmm. Perfect. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So, alright, we're going to land this plane. I don't really have much else to add. <laughs> Crash landing. Crash landing, boys. Buckle up. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, bro. Thanks yeah, for thanks coming to the studio. Pleasure. Uh, I like to say studio, but my house. <laughs> and, and that's, that's how you trust God, God bro. God, bro.